Today is March 31st, 2020. CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield discusses the latest COVID-19 models for the months to come. The CDC is considering recommending that the public wear face coverings when out in public. Dr. Burks, White House Coronavirus Coordinator, predicts up to 200,000 U.S. deaths as a best-case scenario. Pennsylvania and New Jersey are crafting triage policies regarding ventilator access for patients. USNS Comfort arrives in New York City to relieve coronavirus pressure from hospitals. The U.S. unemployment rate may hit 32%, with 47 million job losses estimated by the Federal Reserve. And Ford has announced they will build 50,000 ventilators in 100 days. This is C19 Daily, and I'm Frank Schultz. I'm Karen Romano. Let's go ahead and take a look at what's going on today, Karen. So the CDC director is now talking about the virus being with us for months to come. What is he saying specifically? So um, first, this is the the first we really have heard from the CDC since um, an official press release um, in the beginning of March. So it's kind of significant that we're we're hearing from Dr. Redfield at this point. Um, So he gave an interview and he's echoing a lot of um, what we're hearing in the news around how just how contagious this disease is. It's uh, he says three times more contagious than the flu. Um, So he kind of talks through that. He talks about um, the fact that they're learning a lot more um, as time goes on around this virus and how contagious it is before people show symptoms. They're talking around uh, about 48 hours prior to showing any symptoms. You can be highly contagious. Um, so he kind of he kind of walks through that. Um, just talks about what to expect in the in the weeks and months to come, as we learn more and more as time goes on. Got it. And you know, part of it as well, the CDC is now recommending that the public wear or considering recommending, I should say, that the public wear face masks or face coverings, um, which was something that they were hesitant to say, I think, just because we wanted the masks to go, obviously, to where they're needed, to the healthcare providers. Yeah, Dr. Redfield um, actually touches on that in the interview from the first article, but this goes into a little bit more detail, um, this second article, around possibly coming up with a recommendation that people do wear these face masks. Part of it is, again, the fact that the, the virus is so contagious prior to showing symptoms. And there are many people who may never show symptoms and don't even know they're spreading it. Um, so they're talking about wearing masks, not the type that our medical um, healthcare professionals would be wearing, but more of like the homemade type of masks, um, the non-surgical types of masks to help uh, with that transmission when people go out in public. Almost so, something like a bandana, um, some fabric, something like that to kind of just limit essentially transmission. Exactly. Yep. Different things you can make from home. It's a good thing I have a sewing machine. <laughs> I might be able to make well, some. I, we'll see if they Karen, recommend. I might, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get my mask from you, but don't worry. We'll uh, exchange from six feet away. Exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the flip side of this too, and I know we've heard this from Dr. Fauci and um, you know, Dr. Burks, uh, who's working more for the White House, um, well, is working for the White House and their, their task force, now is confirming that the peak may be 200,000. Yeah, so she um, really confirming what we talked about yesterday with, do- with Dr. Fauci, uh, with talking about predicting about 200,000 deaths in the U.S. And that's if we do everything perfectly, um, is, is what she points out in the article. Um, 
and that, you know, the worst case scenario could be you know, over a million people if we don't do anything at all, if we take no action. Now, we know that's not the case, um, especially since things are being extended uh, as far as social distancing guidance and things like that. Um, so, again, she's she's echoing what we heard yesterday and coming out publicly saying, that yeah, we could have up to 200,000 deaths if we continue to take the actions we're taking. Got it. And part of that, you know, obviously the ventilators, you know, I think that's been the main concern, ventilators running out, not having uh, the, the capacity for the hospitals to keep up with the patients coming in. And um, this article is from a couple of days ago, but um, we just found it and, you know, I think it's pretty relevant with what uh, what's going on is uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania are really creating, you know, rules or guidelines around prioritizing who gets a ventilator, um, you know, which is, uh, which is needed, but, you know, I don't think we're at that point yet in the Philadelphia area, but I know New York is, um, but we could be there very soon looking at the numbers the way that they're rising. Yeah. Um, so for these policies they're putting in place now, they're not announcing what the policy is publicly, but you can just imagine this is, this has got to be going on across the U S as, um, the different hospitals and, and states are getting ready to deal with the peaks that we expect to see, that they have to have some plan in place for how they're going to deal um, with a shortage of ventilators should that occur. So they're, they're out planning and getting prepared for the worst case. And, and, you know, I mean, healthcare workers do this all the time uh, when they triage, you know, who goes first and, and who's most important and, um, you know, if there's a, some kind of a mass casualty event, obviously they have to prioritize who goes first. So there already are protocols in place, but, you know, this situation could be a longer kind of recovery ramp um, as far as, you know, who, who gets served first or who gets served at all. Um, so just a little different uh, decision-making process, if you will, uh, given the, the capacity and, you know, trying to increase that capacity, obviously, uh, you know, these hospital ships that are going out, looks like uh, the comfort arrived in New York. And, you know, it was interesting when I was reading about this, that the hospital ships are looking to take people that are not sick with coronavirus. Um, they're going to take essentially the, the non-infected people for the most part was what they were saying. Yeah. As, as a way to relieve the pressure that these main hospitals are going to be feeling or they're anticipating that they're going to have. Um, and if you, did you see the images of of the ship it's coming pretty, in. It's pretty interesting seeing it coming into New York, into the harbor there. And uh, I mean, it's, it's a very, very large ship. Yeah, it was kind of 70,000 tons. Yeah, it's huge. When you see, you can see, uh, if you look at the article, you'll see some of the images. And it was like surreal to see something that large come in. And it's just another visual reminder of the significance of this pandemic um, and what's being done to try to address it. Thousand beds. I mean, it's uh, definitely needed. Um, and, and I think, you know, part of what's going on now too, and, you know, we always want to look at the, the economic impact of, uh, of what's going on and, you know, the federal reserve now, uh, essentially forecasting up to 47 million jobs could be lost in the U S, um, an employment rate could peak at 32%, um, which, you know, this is kind of crazy, uh, when you think about it. Yeah, it's, I mean, that, that number is, that's like a third, a third of the, of the country out of, out of work. Um, the impact of that's going to be so huge. And I don't know that we, you know, how do you quantify that? How do you know what that's going to look like in the future as we brace just for the, the impact of, 
you know, our day-to-day life. We're seeing things out in the news, like um, one, one of the articles I saw, we didn't put in for today, but an example of this is uh, Macy's announced that they're going to be laying off a very large percentage of their, of their workforce. And I think we're going to keep seeing these stories um, for different companies as there's just people need, will need to be laid off. There's, they can't go in into those uh, actual stores, the storefronts to work. So you're going to see more and more people claiming unemployment. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, in this article that we posted 3.3 million Americans filed initial jobless claims um, ending the week of March 21st. And they uh, economists essentially are predicting another 2.65 million to join them this week. Um, which is going to bring that that total um, somewhere between uh, five and just under six million, um, you know, which which we haven't seen in, in a long long time. Um, but if you think about it, you know, what what's open, you know, and I know in Pennsylvania here, um, gas stations and grocery stores and um, restaurants for takeout, but there's not a whole lot more open right now. Yeah, maybe banks, the drive-through of a bank, banks. maybe. Um pharmacies. And it's all limited but, staff, right? Yeah. Because you don't need your full staff to, except for grocery stores, you really don't need your full staff to run a takeout operation in a restaurant or to do a drive through in a bank. Um, so kind of, you know, cutting things down and, you know, it's, it's uh, interesting. I mean, really, it's like the kind of the world stopped spinning uh, for a little bit here. And, you know, I made a joke yesterday. I don't know what day of the week it is, but um, thank goodness the sun keeps coming up and down because uh, I know when it's day and night but every day feels like the day before. So yes, it's, it's been challenging (laughs) as we're trying to stay productive and we're lucky enough um, at infinite blue that we can work from home. um, But not everybody is. And and we're definitely going to see these claims go higher and higher. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, the the last article we're looking at here um, was around Ford and some of the auto manufacturers are committing to building ventilators. In addition, we have um, other manufacturers, clothing manufacturers building masks, but Ford is going to build 50,000 simple ventilators in a hundred days. That's a lot. That is a lot. And um, not only does this kind of um, solidify some of the other articles we've posted, I, I guess it was probably last week where other manufacturers were like basically raising their hand saying, Hey, how can we help? Can we build these ventilators for you? Ford has now committed to this. They're also saying after they get the 50,000 built, they expect to build 30,000 a month after that. And the the significance of that is just look at those numbers of ventilators that would be uh, built. And the fact that we're we're anticipating we're going to need those. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we definitely have to ramp up right now and um, you know, Ford obviously is, is committed behind GE, who already is a manufacturer of ventilators, who's increasing their production. Tesla, who's um, stepped up to do it, uh, but not really shared many details. Dyson in the UK is trying to design new ventilators. Virgin Orbit is also building them. So a lot of people stepping up to, uh, to really try and help here, which is, uh, which is needed. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Well, you know, part of what we're trying to do to help here as well. So obviously we have your curated news every day up on our website, bcinthecloud.com. Go to our C19 daily page. Um, obviously the podcast going out Monday through Friday. Um, something new that we have today. If you go to our website and you go to COVID-19 in the menu on the top and you go down to wellness, um, we actually have some ways that you can keep yourself and your family healthy in mind and body. 
um, some interesting links on here with some activities that you can do. Uh, and I think part of that is, uh, is just keeping yourself busy and keeping active. And uh, I know Karen always says she still hits her 10,000 steps on her Fitbit. I don't know how you do it, Karen. I try to keep that regular routine up. <laughs> so, you know, this is something I think we've heard people ask for, um, you know, how do I, how can I help stay healthy? How can I help my, keep my mind active? Um, and, uh, you know, it's part of our, our way we're trying to help. So if you do have any ideas that, um, that you like, uh, ways that you like to stay well, there's a website or a video or something that you can share with us, definitely let us know. And uh, we'll be happy to incorporate it. We can discuss it on the podcast here. Uh, keep the feedback coming, COVID-19 at infiniteflu.com, or you can comment on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'd like to hear from you and get some feedback here. Um, and that's uh, pretty much it for today. Today has been March 31st, 2020. I'm Frank Schultz. And I'm Karen Romano. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks.